0: Welcome to the Companion Chapel. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, January 5th, two We're going to finish up the books of Corinthians today, 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And Paul has some more sound doctrine for how to get through the day today and tomorrow. All anxieties, worries, and fears are out the window when you follow this doctrine. It's divine and But first, please consider these podcasts are brought to you by your generous donations. Go to CompanionChapel.com or CompanionChapelPodcast.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or use the Gmail, CompanionChapel at gmail.com for e-transfer. Now, please turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And here's Paul. This is the third time I'm coming to you. This is what Paul's plans are. And then he says, In the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word be established. Now these are the laws back from Deuteronomy chapter 19. And don't forget, Christ came not to change one jit or jot of the law of the prophets. Now Paul is quoting this because, following up with the last chapter, this stops the he said, she said, and malicious gossip. Uh, Two witnesses. You can't just have one person just going around saying bad things about somebody and it stands. It's two or three witnesses. Verse two, I told you before and foretell you as if I were present the second time and being absent now, I write to them which heretofore have sinned and to all other that if I come again, I will not spare. So Paul saying when I, when I was with you the second time, I laid it down. Paul it teaches with salt Paul is a person of discipline and of tough love, and he doesn't care who you are. He teaches the Bible as it's written, and that's true love. It's not sugar-coated love. It's true love's Three, since ye seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, which toward to you, Lord, is not weak, but is mighty in you. For, for though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lived by the power of God, for we speak For we also are weak in him, but we shall live in him by the power of God towards you. What's being said here is some consider Christians soft, but our spirits are weak to the ways of the world. That's in the Beatitudes, the poor shall inherit the earth. That means we're poor in our attitudes towards the ways of the world, but we're rich and we're strong towards our attitudes to our heavenly rewards. And, saying that Christ was weak. It just means that he was in the flesh. And these flesh bodies are weak compared to our spiritual bodies. Verse 5. Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know you not your own self, but how that Jesus Christ is in you, except he be reprobates. But I trust that you shall know that we are not reprobates. And reprobates is a horrible word. Reprobates means just worthless just unprincipled scoundrels, uh, hypocrites. They're in the churches all over the place. Back then and today, they always have been. But examine yourselves and use this word as your standard. Not what you think, as it was written a couple chapters ago. You can't judge yourself. You judge according to these standards, according to the written word. Jesus Christ is the living word, and the word is the truth. So examine yourselves and be honest with yourselves. Other people always think, are going to call you names and people are mean scoffers and mockers. They'll call you a reprobate They'll say, ah, that's worthless. Your religion's worthless. Look at, I got six cars and a five bedroom house. What do you have? You know, broken down trailer and, and, a, and a wheelbarrow. Well, so what? It's what's in your heart. It's, it's not material things. And people will judge you from the outside constantly. And remember, mockers and scoffers, the only power they have is an accusation. Never fact. And yeah, so what if someone calls you a reprobate? Like, just pray for them and think that what they're carrying is hell. 7. Now I pray to God that you do no evil. Not that we should appear approved, but that you should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobates. It just holds your ground. Like, even if someone's calling you a reprobate and making fun of you, like if you go on a business meeting or something and they and say, listen, we can four times our money here if we invest in this, and you find out that, well, we're making money off other people's expense and we're marginalizing their human rights or we're destroying Mother Nature, forget it. And they're going to call you weak and they're going to call you all kinds of names. It doesn't matter. Just hold your ground. The meek shall inherit the earth. That means the disciplined. You afflict yourself with discipline and Discipline means you don't go chasing off the curiosities of the ways of the world just because they're going to be profitous to you. It's not selfish. You have to be selfless. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. The truth defeated evil. You can't, the truth stands, the truth always stands, no matter how much effort people put into trying to water down the truth or put up a smoke screen. It doesn't matter. When the smoke clears, the truth stands. It's like an iron gate. And the truth is the great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. And our Lord Jesus Christ is the truth. He is the light. He is the truth. He is that great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell because Jesus Christ did not compromise with evil. Even in the most extrude. Even in the most extreme circumstances, Jesus Christ did not compromise with evil in thought, intent, or in action. And that gave us the kingdom of God that we can go to whomsoever will. It's legit. It's valid. It's righteous. And none of those things, no guile, no malice, no sin, no blame... None of those things that people carry in the ways of the world, anxiety and fears and worries, none of those things come in the kingdom of heaven. It is a place of truth. It is a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. And it's a place of safety. It's a place of completeness. And it's what we want. But some people just can't get that into them. They don't understand what Christ did, that that kingdom is there. It's available. We have examples of it in the Bible, Lazarus and the rich man. And the rich man was on the hell side. And Lazarus was on the good side, chilling with Abraham. And the good side, there's, it's all peace. There's no worries, no fears. There's nothing there that offends. There's no hate or disdain or there's no slanderers or spiteful people. It's what you carry. And we look on the other side, if we make it over there to the good side, and we pray for all the people. We pray for our enemy. Let go of that train of thought. Let go of those things that you carry and come be with us. And that's what we truly want. Pray for everybody in the world equally, because we all at one point sang for joy to our Father. He made us for our glory. He made us for His glory. Sorry. His pleasure and His joy. Are you pleasing to God? Because He won't let you in if you're carrying these things. And you go down those roads, and that's chastisement. That's the rod of iron. You know, God only chastises those He loves. So if you're having anxiety and fear, He's just going to be watching you. He's always there. As soon as you want to let go of those things that you've made up in your mind, especially anxiety for one thing, is something you've um, conceived inside you that hasn't happened yet. It's something that you've made up. God's always there for you as soon as you want to go, okay, th- these feelings are just ridiculous. They're not valid. There's something I've made up. They're about future events that haven't even happened yet. So what's the point of having those anxieties? Like general anxiety is, it, it it's a disorder, but it's something that you carry. It's excessive. It's irrational worry about events that haven't happened yet. And it's excessive worry. And it gets out of control. And in the Bible it says, you conjure it up in yourself. You conceive it in yourself. Like the caregivers can't help you. You can try and chemically bomb it with pharmaceutical meds or you can just let it go and it's like curdled milk inside you. This unfocused overreaction to your future situations is something that you have to help yourself and God is there for you. As soon as you want to let the love of Christ in your heart and let go of these things you make up in your mind, all these scenarios, then you won't have anxiety anymore. 10 therefore i write wait 9 for we are glad when we are weak and you are strong and this also we wish even your perfection okay what what paul's saying here's you know when paul went around from to city to city trying to set up a church he had a hard time like they literally mopped the floor with this guy they stoned him they left him for dead they threw him in prison he got thrown overboard on ships he was He didn't. He just got treated extremely poorly, and what he's saying is, "Yeah, I'm weak out here in the flesh, but I'm glad to hear your church is going strong. That makes me happy. It makes it all worth it to me." And says, uh, "We also wish even your perfection. That just means maturing. Maturing spreads gospel." not Bible-thumping. you got to be a mature person to spread gospel. You have to be biblically literate and know your place in the many-membered body. If you're a student, then hushy and learn. If you're, if you're getting to know the Word and you feel like yeah, fellowshipping with others, then don't overstep your spot in the many-membered body. Know your spot and be mature about it. That's what perfection means. Only Christ was perfect. Don't ever consider that word It applies to any human being. Only Christ was worthy. We are all unworthy. We've all compromised with evil. And we repent. Hopefully. 10. Therefore, I write these things being absent, lest being present. I should use sharpness according to the power which the Lord had given me to edification and not to destruction. So Paul's saying the word of the Lord is to edify you. Enter the love and compassion of Christ. And that doesn't destroy anything except evil. So if it offends you, if God's word offends you, then you have to go back a few verses and examine yourself. What is the value of the things you hang on to? Like, the, oh, I'm a good person, or if if God is truly a God of love, you'll let me in because I've lived a good life. Well, according to what? According to your standards or these standards? Edification means, yeah, I'm here to teach you God's instructions, God's laws. There's a standard, there's a set of rules, and it leads to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension where there is no evil. Christ defeated evil. He defeated death on the cross because he did not compromise with it. There was no guile, no malice, no corruption found in our Lord Jesus Christ. And that validated the kingdom of heaven, which we, which we want to be in. And I want everybody to be there. Just let go of those things. God loves you, but he doesn't love what you're doing necessarily. So let go of those things. 11. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be mature. Be of good comfort. Like Being a a Christian means that you have an inner peace inside you, and it's growing every day. We're not wanting after the ways of the world. We're not living in the prisons of what money and material things and and personal gain. We're not living in the prisons of sensual lust. We're not living in the prisons of anxieties and worries and fears. We're out of those prisons. It's comfort. Jesus Christ is our comforter, as it's written. Be of one mind. Like, don't go around. If someone has is asking questions about the Bible or if someone's talking at a Bible study, don't blow them out of the water. Just be nice and be gentle and be good in doctrine. Have a working knowledge of the Bible and live in peace. Like don't go around Bible thumping. When people want to hear it, They'll let you know. If you're a preacher in the park like I was, then people will let you know. Believe me, if they want to hear it, they'll ask questions and I'll give them the answers out of, out of scripture. I'll document everything I say. But if they want to uh, not hear it, I'm not going to follow them down the path in the park, you know, and, and okay, listen, you have to learn this. If I, that's when you deserve a slap in the face and you turn and get another slap in the face. And that's how Christ taught his disciples when he called them apostles, he said, you're sent out now. You're sent out to teach this word to the whole world, to spread it to the whole world, broadcast it. Now, if someone doesn't want to hear it, don't get up in their face. You deserve a slap and take another slap. But if you just stand there mind your own business and someone comes up and slaps you in the face, then it's go time. Don't you think? And the God of love and peace shall be with you. The memory member body, no one is better than the other one. Christ is at the top. He is our head. He is our veil. And respect the natural order of things. I have people telling me that they think they're their own God. I got my own way. I'm going to do it my own way. Well, there are many ways of man that seem right. But in the end, they are the ways of death. And death, just is another name for Satan. It just means evil. In Revelation chapter 6, it says death and hell follows. Yeah, he's dragging that big dragnet of hell with them and you can get caught up in that so easy and believe me i've been there i've walked down the worst roads and i thank god for chastising me he let me experience evil and i don't want nothing to do with it living humble and living with next to nothing except the basic necessities of life and being able to teach the bible is the greatest blessings i've never been so happy in my life i've never felt so much peace in my life, even though I have nothing, I don't have two nickels to rub together, and I wish I had people around me, like the many-membered body, but in the meantime, I just teach the Bible, and the peace is beyond what I could even imagine, okay, love and peace shall be with you, thank you very much, Jesus Christ, my Savior, greet each one, greet one another with a holy kiss, yeah, I'll pass on that, thank you very much, that's an old custom, and that just means be happy to see each other. Like, don't go in there and thinking, yeah, I'm all that a bag of chips and I'm going to sit in the front and, yeah, watch out for me. I got big muscles. I'm tanned or I got, you know, whatever. I'm driving the best vehicle. No. Greet each, greet one another with an holy kiss means respect each other. Be happy to see each other, like for real. No fakes, no phonies and just be feel it and this holy kiss was an old custom it's like today we shake hands or we hug but with covid it's like yeah yeah keep back i'm glad to see uh um let's just keep socially distanced okay so you can skip the holy kiss right now because of uh the pandemic which christ told us all things anyway and that's written in matthew 24 mark 13 and i'm gonna say more on this pandemic here because people are just losing their minds over it And always remember that prophecy is what is written. God is, was, and always will be. Okay, Time to God is something beyond our comprehension. We don't understand. He's omnipotent. And so his word is the same. This is the word of God. And prophecy is, was, and will be. Prophecy always is preliminary, impartial, for example, to us. Before it becomes fulfilled and permanent, now there's been pandemics and epidemics before, or um, what are they? They're called pestilence. Okay, they've been around, but nothing like this. Nothing has blanketed the world, and there has never been a one-world economy as it's written, will be in the end times. There's never been a great falling away from truth like there is the great apostasy as it's written. There's never been a one world political system, one world economic system, and this is a global pandemic, and this is coming up to fulfillment and permanent. You have to follow what it says in Mark 13, Matthew 24. God, Christ tells us all things. He's your loving Father. He doesn't want you to have anxiety and worry. He tells you. He told us that it would be great deception. Do not be deceived. And then the next thing he tells us, there's wars and rumors of wars that are going to go around the world. There's conflicts everywhere. So many people are displaced because of conflict. More than ever before. There's, uh, what's the next thing? Uh, famine. The famine in the end times is for hearing the truth of the Lord. And we have famines around the world, even of food and water. But that's not what it says in the Bible. It says, hey, I put enough food and water on the planet for you. But because of the wars and rumors of wars, because of political systems, yeah, people are short of food and water in certain places, which is beyond all reasonables because God made this planet the breadbasket of the universe. We, we have enough for, we have plenty. He made this a beautiful planet. It was created it, like the jewel of the universe, And so the next thing is, well, there's a famine, and the famine's for hearing God's Word taught truthfully, and that relieves all anxieties, fears, and worries. It's not what you hear on the radio and on the news, which is constantly speculators and analysts and people, oh, I suppose this is going to happen, and they're experts in the field. They Like, why don't you just read the Bible? It'll tell you what's happening next. And that's pandemic, and that's first six seals, first or first four seals, first four trumps. Of course, they've been opened. God is omnipotent, as it's, as I just finished saying. All prophecy comes to pass. For example, for us in a preliminary, partial way, and then it be, leads up to being fulfilled and permanent. God told us all things. All the saints salute you. Yes, all, you know, we're talking about the many-membered bodies. Saints just mean set-aside ones. And these were the big guys in Jerusalem, like Peter and Paul, or Peter and, um, you know, the other uh, disciples that are apostles. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Now, what a great ending to the book of 2 Corinthians, both these letters to Corinthians, Paul wrote in his doctrine for us today how to follow and how to be peacefully and live peacefully and be uh, just anxiety and worry-free and communion with the Holy Ghost. This means you commune with Jesus Christ, our Savior, through His Spirit. His Spirit is the intellect of the soul, the Holy, Holy Ghost isn't Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Spirit. The word ghost isn't in the manuscripts. It's Holy Spirit. And God's Spirit can be inside you and all around you. And Jesus Christ, our Savior, gave us power over all Satan evil spirits demon devils demons devils all powers and principalities of satan everything that corrupts everything that offends everything of the darkness you can rebuke from inside you and all around you and pray for the love of jesus christ to come into your heart commune with the holy spirit commune with the lord jesus christ not with traditions of men and don't be a bible thumper and don't be using this bible as a book of quotes it is a great book it is the best book ever written it's the best-selling book for two thousand years running it is, it was, and it always will be the word of the Lord. And I hope you enjoyed the books of Corinthians. I enjoy bringing it to you. And that's second Corinthians and that's, um, Just the greatest thing. We'll see what we're going to study next. If you have any uh, requests, please let me know through Gmail. at companionchapel at gmail.com. My name is Mike. I'm coming to you from the Great Lakes area beautiful Ontario, Canada. Please support this podcast even by just sharing it. Put it on Reddit. Just share share it, share it, share it. Get it out there for the people. I love you very much. I might not love what you're doing. Jesus Christ loves you to pieces, but he might not love what you're doing. So take inventory yourself. Thank you very much. Have a great day and bye for now.